98K News. It's 11 o'clock on Ben Che, the top stories. Australia will have a new prime minister as the governing coalition admits defeat in today's general election. Locally, officials play down concerns of a COVID outbreak at a southern district school. And police round up a gang accused of illegal debt collection, including a teenage school pupil. The Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison has conceded defeat in the country's general election and announced that he's standing down as leader of his party. He spoke to supporters in Sydney. And so on a night like tonight, it is proper to acknowledge the functioning of our democracy. I've always believed in Australians and their judgment, and I've always been prepared to accept their verdicts. And tonight they have delivered their verdict and I congratulate Anthony Albanese and the Labor Party and I wish him and his government all the very best. Partial results show that Mr Morrison's Liberal National Coalition had been punished by voters in Western Australia and affluent urban seats in particular. However, it's not clear whether the Labor Party will win enough lower health seats to hold a majority. Mr Albanese spoke to supporters in his constituency. And I say to my fellow Australians, thank you for this extraordinary honour. Tonight, the Australian people have voted for change. I am humbled by this victory, and I'm honoured to be given the opportunity to serve as the 31st Prime Minister of Australia. Locally, health officials have reported 228 new coronavirus cases, 16 of them imported. There were no new COVID-related deaths. Dr. Albert Al from the Centre for Health Protection said officials had ordered tests for 30 pupils at a secondary school in Southern District after three from the same class tested positive. Dr. Al said the three cases might be linked, but he believes the risk of transmission is low. The initial investigation didn't identify any high-risk factors like uh, mask-off activities or having bills in, uh, in the classroom and so on, so the risks um, are manageable for the time being. However, we will monitor the situation, as I said. When they are back on Monday, if there are emergence of new cases, there is a likelihood of on-site investigation to see whether there is a need for class suspension. Health officials say people making non-emergency visits to hospital authority facilities will have to use the vaccine pass from June 13th. Violet Wong reports. They said the premises affected also include district health centres, student health service centres, government dental clinics and methadone clinics. They said unvaccinated patients will still be admitted if they've had a negative PCR test result within the last 48 hours but other visitors won't be able to use a negative test result to gain admission. They said the arrangement is intended to protect users of the healthcare services and to encourage more people to get jabbed. Meanwhile, people who need to collect rapid test kits or to undergo tests or get jabbed are exempt from the vaccine pass arrangement. Earlier, the government announced that from today, uninfected individuals between 18 and 59 can opt for a fourth dose of coronavirus vaccine, regardless of whether they've had the BioNTech or the Sinovac jab previously. 
Police say a 14-year-old girl, excuse me, police say 14-year-old is among 15 people arrested for alleged involvement in illegal debt collection activities involving a total of more than $19 million. Here's Frank Young. Police say the suspects are accused of criminal damage, wounding and criminal intimidation and believe some of them have triad links. They say different gangs were involved. They said the suspects allegedly attacked debtors, put up loan collection letters and issued threats, including calls and texts. They said in one case, suspects targeted multiple locations of a cryptocurrency exchange chain, but police arrested them at the scene. They said the 14-year-old is believed to have played a frontline role in the debt collection process and called on parents to monitor their children to see if they had income from unknown sources. And on to the weather, mainly cloudy with a few showers, sunny periods tomorrow. Currently 26 degrees Celsius, the humidity 85%. RTHK, the time is now 5 minutes past 11. President Biden has said he might be willing to meet the North Korean leader Kim Jong-un for face-to-face talks, but only if Mr. Kim was sincere and serious. Mr. Biden, who's on a visit to South Korea, said he was also prepared to shore up defenses against North Korea. The president's counterpart in Seoul, Yoon Suk-yeol, said they discussed military assistance. We discussed the timely deployment of various strategic assets, including fighter jets and missiles, and decided to continue our detailed consultations of the National Security Council between the two countries. There was also a discussion that we need joint drills in various ways between the two countries to counter nuclear attacks. As he continues his visit to South Korea, President Biden has signed a bill to provide the biggest U.S. aid package for Ukraine since the Russian invasion began three months ago. The program, which includes military, economic and humanitarian support, is worth nearly 40 billion U.S. dollars. It was approved by the U.S. Senate on Thursday. North Korea has reported more than 200,000 new cases of coronavirus and at least one death for a fifth consecutive day. The country first reported an outbreak of COVID or what it calls fever nine days ago and has registered well over 2 million infections. 66 people are confirmed to have died. Naji Shafiq, a doctor and former public health advisor with the WHO who has worked in North Korea, says lack of vaccinations is a serious issue. Nobody in North Korea, as far as we know, is vaccinated because they declined to receive from uh, COVAX before uh, some vaccines from, uh, I think, what Chinese, Sinovac. And then also they refused to uh, receive the uh, AstraZeneca. And uh, maybe the policy at that time for them that they look up and uh, it will not catch them. So they don't need the vaccine. Cave explorers on the mainland have discovered an ancient forest at the bottom of a giant sinkhole. The site in Guangxi is nearly 200 meters deep, with dense undergrowth and trees up to 40 meters tall. The team of explorers descended into the hole earlier this month. Experts believe it could contain undiscovered plant and animal species. Russian forces are intensifying their battle to capture more territory in the eastern Donbass region of Ukraine, where they've been heavily bombarding Ukrainian positions. Moscow has been boosted by its capture of the strategic port city of Mariupol, where Ukrainian fighters had been holding out for weeks in a steel plant. They've all now surrendered. 
The freeing up of Russian forces from Mariupol has raised concerns in Kyiv that Moscow will now be able to encircle the east of Ukraine. Jack Watling from the think tank Russi explained Moscow's plans. So they're mainly focused at the moment on trying to cut off Sivridonetsk, the city, and it looks like they're setting up for an assault on that city at the moment. So we're seeing very, very intensified shelling and also an advance towards Popazna, basically, which is trying to cut off the supply routes to Severodonetsk. As this drags on, the economic component is going to be very important. And so the Russians will continue to damage and destroy infrastructure and towns across Ukraine, I suspect, for the coming months. To sports now, and the American Will Zalatoris will take a one-stroke lead into the weekend in golf's second major of the year, the U.S. PGA Championship. Zalatoris shot a second-round 65 to lead by one stroke as Rory McIlroy dropped down the leaderboard. Zalatoris hit a bogey-free round, but admitted he rode his luck at times. Yeah, I just kept the round going today. I made a bunch of 68-footers for par that kind of kept the day going, and... um... Obviously, um, being bogey-free is pretty nice around this place. But, um, you know, we lucked out a little bit with the draw for sure. I played the last eight holes really with not much wind. But, um, you know, take it when you can get it. The Golden State Warriors could be just two games away from a return to the NBA Finals, taking a 2-0 lead in the Western Conference Finals series against the Dallas Mavericks. Steph Curry helped the Warriors recover a 19-point deficit to win 126-117 to in Game 2 in San Francisco. Curry spoke to reporters after the game. Obviously, this group is different, but we have that attitude and spirit. Like We feel like we're never out of it. Um, I think only one game this playoff run so far, like we've been severely outmatched from start to finish. But that belief then turns into execution in the game and you can feel the momentum. It's more just focused on what we do. The news from RTHK.
Francis Chan, the pillow talking coolie man, keeping it cool for you on a Saturday night. Kicking off this hour, it was five seconds of summer. No shame. <laughs> 